Thank you for calling the Roach Group. This is Chuck. How may I help you? I speak to Woody, please. Uh, may I let him know who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. All right, Joey, I'll be just one moment. Thank you. You're welcome. Good afternoon, this is Woody. Woody, it's Joey Jingola. Joey, how's it going? Good, how you doing, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. And so the things that I learned really just in those days is just how to just that. I mean, I have zero fear about getting in front of people that I don't know and talking about things that I'm obsessed with. And one of them is, you know, my job. So just kind of applying that, as you remember, probably, I'm sure you were pretty active on MySpace back in the day. But I mean, I just applied that old school. Like we would just, each of us would get on MySpace and just like, oh, that girl's cute. Ad. And then, then we'd message her and be like, hey, you know, we're playing in your town on whatever, blah, blah, blah. You should check out our music. We'll send you some free, you know, stickers or whatever. And so, you know, just doing that kind of stuff and just prospecting, really, you know, that's kind of where that came from. I'm getting ready to post a bulletin right now. That was my good buddy, Woody Brown of the Rhodes Group in Cumming, Georgia. And what he's talking about, this is uh, this is going to be good, right? Um, MySpace and the work ethic that he kind of learned marketing his band on social media. One of the first social media sites to kind of grab the public consciousness. And he said a word, the P word prospecting. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. Because now me and Woody definitely share... Uh, albeit his is a much happier ending than mine, very, share a very common uh, time period of we were both doing things in the music scene at that around that time, 2006, 7, 8, even 2009, MySpace was still kind of, I mean, Facebook was just a thing like 2007, 2008, believe it or not. Um, I think in 2006, it was like officially a thing. But I mean, like for the most part, it was on college campuses and MySpace was still kind of uh, king of the jungle. Yeah. Um, anyways, so we, uh, th- that was where you went, right? That's what you used to kind of prospect, prospecting on MySpace and just adding people, making connections, again, posting bulletins, anybody show of hands, uh, you know, when you posted a bulletin on MySpace, you checked the bulletins, sending messages. It was so weird, like such a weird thing to even like talk about, like to talk about it in 2018, even though it's like, geez, it's not even 10 years ago. Man, did that not really hold its age very well. But the idea of, hey, you know, what did Woody learn marketing his band, right? It's just, hey, get out there, make connections, reach out. I would say this is maybe more similar. I feel like LinkedIn kind of is the closest thing to MySpace of, of any social network because you just kind of, I've been doing this re- recently, just kind of like, oh, you're in the insurance in, in the insurance industry, click, let's connect, just click connect. And it's really easy to kind of do that. And, and it's just reaching out, finding the people, networking, making the connections, and just, you know, figuring out who's interested and who's not interested. And another important 
kind of aspect is that obviously it doesn't happen overnight, right? MySpace was a long time ago. What he was doing this a long time ago. And um, it's it's not something that you're going to immediately be, be successful with. It's not something that's immediately going to all of a sudden walk somebody up to your doorstep, make your phone ring. I mean, maybe it will, but it's going to take a while for whatever you do to kind of catch hold. And I think Woody, he was probably a little more, I don't want to say lucky, we'll say fortunate, uh, just because I think Woody's kind of got that touch and we can all just you know secretly hate him together a little bit. I mean, that's how we got, no lie, that's how we got noticed by our label. Because, yeah, we put out music and what we did is we were just like, we kind of thought, okay, listen, what we're going to do is we want to create like a buzz. So we're going to like kind of make sure that, you know, we have friends that are in the photography. We're going to make them take cool pictures. And we're going to like, before we even put anything out, people are going to think that, who are these guys? Like, how have I, like, they sound familiar or why haven't I heard them yet? Yeah. And we'll just be like, boom, we're dropping this song. And we have it on there and then, um, you know, and then have something on there like, you know, we're going to be releasing another song in like a week. And by, you know, next thing you know, our like plays were like extremely high. And the first show we played, we set up and it was an all ages show and we show up not really knowing what's going to happen. We show up and it was like sold out. And we're like, what in the world? This is amazing. So, you know, we kind of had a strong, fast local following that ultimately spread and, you know, became a regional following and then that spread and then, you know, uh, all because we just added cute girls on my face. <laughs> I mean, when in doubt, right, Woody? Right. So the other thing here, just, I mean, first of all, Woody, um, definitely doesn't happen. It's not that fairy tale for everybody, Woody. So just, I mean... Man, that's I love that story. I could listen to that clip. In fact, I have actually. I just I I put it on actually a cassette tape and I put it in a in a little Walkman and I I listen to it on repeat before I go to bed every night because I just I like that story. It's a good story, Woody. Um, but resourcefulness, right? And this is coming back to the we have a lot of questions about how do we actually get started with the thing, and Woody's actually going to ask that question himself coming up very shortly, which is surprising given that we've just heard this clip here. But um, a lot of agents ask the question, how do I get started? How do I get started doing X this thing, right? Whatever this thing is. And this is what I love about, you know, uh, the kind of the independent creative scene, if you will, people that are trying to push their work out there. It's very much where the... I guess, independent business creative scene is in 2018. Uh, it's, it's, it's what can we do, right? Who do we know that does this thing that can help us out? And Woody's like, dude, I got a, we got a friend. They're in, they're, they're into photography. We're going to make it look really awesome. We're going to make it look like we're a band that somebody should have already heard of much like, uh, you're going to make your agency look like a place that they should have already done business with. And you're just going to put the pieces together. Uh, and you're just going to you know, leverage your network. And that's, I think, maybe one of the most undertapped skills that um, we might be kind of existing in today is that, you know, we, 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 we love to shake hands and kiss babies and do the thing out in the community. Like that's our bread and butter, right? Like we, if, if anything else, we can do that. 
And when the time comes, we're not going to that community to say, hey, what, where, who's out there? Who's doing things that are parallel or interesting that can we just kind of, you know, just maybe borrow for a smidge just for a second real quick to uh, help us with this thing. And sometimes that's a recipe for disaster, definitely, uh, because, you know, the person that might be the closest proximity wise might not be the most talented per se, you know, maybe it doesn't meet expectations and, you know, maybe there's lawyers that eventually get into the mix. I don't know. But just the point is, is that there's probably a lot of talent that you're already connected with that could at least help ignite the whole thing that I think you might be sleeping on a little bit. Just, just thinking about it, right. Who's your photographer? Who is that person that has the ability, the skill to do the thing that you want and if you're just getting started, if you're just a one-man shop, if, if whatever it is, right? That's, I mean, don't forget about the people you know who are already doing the thing that you're trying to do and how they might be able to make it a reality for you. But ultimately, no matter what, no matter what you do, uh, and again, it just comes down to really doing the thing and not really waiting or asking how it needs to be done. Yeah, I know. Um, and that's all my fault. Like recently, I would say the past six months, it's kind of been sort of, so the first couple of years, I'm going into my third year here. My first two years, I was just binding and grinding, you know, nose to the ground, just working hard, getting out there old school way. Then kind of getting sort of accustomed to and learning more about like being able to leverage the technology piece on that. I have been doing that, you know, like just not like I want to essentially. So for me right now, the challenge is finding the time to do those types of things and actually just doing it. And I remember I actually reached out to the uh, ultimate bad a Sydney row, man, I don't know, four or five months ago. And just for like a little piece of advice, like, Hey, what's the best way to kind of, you know, get started. And she, relayed basically what Ryan had told her initially, which is just like, do it. The first one's going to suck and it's going to be embarrassing, but just keep on doing it and you're going to get better. Definitely a lot right there. I got it. I want to make a mental note. A couple things I want to touch on first though. I just, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that likes to whatever you might call this, but I got to I just, I just want to, I just, I think this is important, right? What you heard right there is the inception, if you will, of Woody Brown, the video juggernaut that we see today. Um, just a simple conversation that Woody and I had. I, you know, uh, and Woody mentioned this on the podcast that uh, him and Rob McCarthy were on at the beginning of the year. Uh, two things you need to be doing in 2018. Um, I <laughs> terrible habit. I was just I called Woody up. I uh, allegedly ignored him at Elevate. Allegedly. Um, I don't recall it, Woody. I don't, uh, but I made up for it. I think I immediately called Woody. That's the, this phone, this conversation you are hearing is the immediate reaction to Woody saying that I ignored him at elevate, which I felt terrible about, which I don't think happened Woody. But, um, if we could go to the tape, we would definitely go to the tape to see if that happened. But again, this is one of the coolest things that I think uh, I get excited about personally is that a simple conversation uh, you know, now Woody is on episode 17 of his 365 day challenge. So it is January the 17th. And I was like, hmm, I wonder how many vlogs Woody has done. And I'm an idiot and didn't realize that all I have to do is look at the number of days in January or, you know, and I would probably be able to figure that out. But no, I actually had to go 
watch his uh, latest video. I skipped to the end. Sorry, we don't go back and watch it, uh, the whole thing, just to see what num- I'm an idiot, right? Really cool. Although, I guess I should probably, before I get too ahead of myself, maybe apologize to Ann, Ann Brown. My apologies, Ann. I don't know if this is what uh, you signed up for. Um, if I just, I did not expect what you just go completely uh, 365 video crazy uh, and, and toss you guys into the mix a little bit. Seems like you're okay with it. Seems like you're a good sport. But anyways, and my apologies if this is in any way, shape or form, um, had an impact on whatever. Now, two other important things, right? I hear this a lot that I can, I can speak to this from my personal experience. Um, first two years, binding and grinding. I like that phrase, Woody. It's got a nice ring to it. Man, I wish I could take my first two years back in the business, right? Of anything that I, one of the biggest regrets that I have is the first two years, right? Um, and, and Woody was doing his binding and grinding and, and now he's in his third year and he is just rocking and rolling with the video, doing good stuff. Agent 2021 conference is going to be there in a couple days. Um, the first two years, right? So the first two years and just my quick st- story real quick. Um, I was in a similar situation, um, trying really hard not to play music anymore. And also at the same time was creating content for a music related website that I had kind of started and was running for like three years, uh, not, not getting paid a whole lot to do it. I, I kind of talked some bands into, you know, letting me record some live stuff for them and things like that. But anyways, not getting paid. Right. So I was, I was interviewing bands. I was writing stuff. I was doing podcasts. I was trying to get into video and, uh, to, to actually, that's where it all fell apart. I, uh, at the time, you know, cell phones didn't exist to the capacity that they did. I was like hiring like an actual video crew to like, uh, film like live performances and interviews. It was really cool. I was, uh, anyways, uh, you can just hear the regret. It's palpable. Um, but that's where it all fell down. And then I, you know, Basically, I, you know, joined the family business, time to grow up, time to do responsible adult things. And I just, I was like, man, I'm burnt out. I don't want to, I don't want to create this stuff, even though I knew, I always knew in the back of my head that, man, I got to do this. Like, this is important. And it took me two years to actually shake that off. It took me a whole bunch of internet leads. It took me seeing the worst of humanity um, to actually make that happen. And I guess for anybody that is new to the business, I just saw somebody commented somewhere on something for agency nation. I can't, I can't remember where Facebook on something for maybe a recent podcast episode. I'm sorry, but saying how they were just a newly licensed agent and they actually had somebody, um, uh, somebody buy or call contact them from some of their social media efforts. So that is awesome. Like immediately brand new agent getting results. I guess the, I guess the point is, is don't wait. I've been trying to make up those two years, basically the last eight years or whatever it's been. So, uh, just a kind of quick, like my thing to you, if you could, but on to the other thing, the most important thing. And you know, what he said, he reached out to Sydney. What's up, Sydney. Uh, and want to know how does it get started again? Woody, it seems a little uncharacteristic from the first two clips that we talked about. Maybe again, uh, maybe we need to get a little more of that lead singer swagger back India. I think I think you found it though, so that's good. Um, and he said, "Hey, Cindy, how do I get started?" And then you know, Ryan said, "Listen, you just got to do it. It's going to suck." I think that's it. And I've heard this. I've seen this question tossed around in some of the different you know forums, communities, or whatever. Hey, how do I get started with this? And I'm gonna be honest. 
Everything, the, the roadmap is, is entirely there right in front of you. It is your job, it is your responsibility to deconstruct the thing that you are looking at and asking how do you do it. Um, yeah, it's nice and you're gonna ask somebody that did it and they'll be nice enough to tell you, but ultimately you should be able to figure it out, right? Every single thing, uh, my biggest thing, right? Emulate before you originate, my friends. Emulate before you originate. It's just, it's the easiest thing, right? Eventually, after you do it four or five or six or seven times, you'll get tired of it. And some of your own ideals will start creeping in. You'll be like, well, why don't I do it this way? And then just that kind of iteration on the whole thing will just allow it to become yours. And it's gonna make it a lot easier to get started. And you're just gonna have to do it. It's not gonna be great. Uh, again, Woody's on video 17 of his 365 day challenge. He's already created I think 40 videos for his uh, YouTube channel ent uh, you know, entirely. I'm not quite sure uh, you know, how many he's done across Facebook and YouTube, but he's done enough now where since we had this conversation in the middle of July of 2017 that he's getting business pretty consistently from his video efforts and it doesn't take that long. You just have to do it. You just have to get better. You just have to keep going, iterating as fast as you possibly can because it's nobody's job but yours to kind of do the thing that you want to do. And don't wait. Don't wait for permission. Don't wait for somebody to tell you how to do it. Just go do the thing and realize that you might have already built up some skills in a previous life that are going to help you get to where you're ultimately trying to go. All right, I want to know... Like what is like one useless skill that has just become so elusive to you over however, uh, whatever period of time that you just can't seem to, can't seem to get it, right? Like it's just impossible to get. And it's something that will probably not improve your life in the slightest. Like it might even actually just be a negative when it's all said and done. But one thing I noticed and I just, I don't do it enough and I need to practice more. Uh, one thing if I could, and, and anybody that has had a, held a job that would make this a reality or, or knows how to do this, I would be greatly, I'd be indebted to you for quite a while. Um, that skill is wrapping a burrito. I'm not talking like, I'm talking like professional grade burrito wrapping is what I could really go for, what I really need in my life because I feel like the only way to, to do it, to get it, is to buy it. And I mean, I don't make burritos all that often, but I just, I feel like it's something that shouldn't be that hard that is and I can't figure it out. I mean, I, I show up to like Chipotle with like a pen and paper and I'm like taking notes, I'm filming the thing. I mean, I watch them do it, but then I get home and then it just doesn't happen. I kind of feel like whatever they do, that whole like making it warm and like steaming it up a little bit, that elasticity, I just feel like I kind of, I've been half tempted. I've priced, I've honestly priced, this isn't a joke. I've priced those machines just because that's how much I want to have like a, be able to perfectly wrap a burrito because I feel like that's kind of the key to it. But um, man, yeah, I just, I just need to wrap a burrito and have it fall apart. Like have it be well constructed. And I've even watched Chipotle dudes like overstuff the thing and still manage to make it work. And I think I over, anyways. What is your useless skill that you cannot seem to, to get, to chase, to grab, to, to catch, no matter what your best efforts and intentions? I mean, you're probably not really trying that hard at it, but you're trying hard enough to where if you admitted to how hard you're trying, it's probably embarrassing at the results that you've actually been able to produce. So I'm curious, Joey at Agency Nation, to let me know. Uh, you can say it's video if you want. That's fine. I don't want it to be, but I it needs to be very useless. Please, useless. 
uh, as useless as possible is all we're looking for. Joey at agencynation.com.